Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 Training Wheels, How to Climb Harder Than the Other Noobs. The blue line? This is you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was a noob once too. But I'm not anymore, so I can make fun of you all I want. In all honesty, sometimes I envy your position. It was fun seeing massive gains every week. Now I fight for months to eke out half a letter grade, or less. Now that I think about it, you really don't want to get better. It's just setting you up for earlier obsession over training minutia. And disappointment. Nah, forget it. Take up golf. Scratch that. Golf is even more depressing than climbing. If you actually want to do this, I've already told you how. Stop trying the harder problems. Not altogether, of course, but stop spending your entire well of energy throwing yourself at a problem that you know you look ridiculous on just because it's a harder grade than your friend just struggled up. Instead, put on the training wheels. If I were you, and I once was, here's how my time in the gym would look until I could regularly on-site 11B and consistently climb V3 or V4 without jumping, campusing, whining, getting lucky, or my feet flailing around like an idiot. 1. Warm up for longer than you think you should on very easy climbs. Climb as smooth as possible. Do not adjust feet after looking away from them, blindly searching for a better part of the foothold. Ever. True, you have a point. Chris Sharma barely uses his feet sometimes. That's because he understands when that's the better option for him. When he does use his feet, you'll never see him blindly readjusting them. 2. Take 3 or 4 attempts at a route or spend 45 to 60 minutes on boulders, both that are a couple of letter grades above your flash level. These routes or problems should take 5 to 8 attempts to send. Once you've sent, be sure to repeat them regularly. Getting better isn't a fluke, so don't be scared to ruin the feeling of sending something hard for you. Eventually, it'll be a warm-up. Three, all other times, volume, mileage. If you're sport climbing, link several easy climbs. Climb at every angle in the gym, crimps, slopers, pockets. If you're bouldering, do all of the problems that are easier than your top flash grade. Try to do them perfectly. Then do them muscling through if you want to. Then again a different way. Mileage, mileage, mileage. All these moves have to become automatic for you to access them at a moment's notice. Your bag of tricks can never be too big. Four, two to three times a month allow yourself a session to try something really hard. Get a glimpse of movement you can barely understand. When trying something this difficult, come up with your own solutions, but always pay close attention to how the better climbers do it particularly those who appear to float through moves you can barely muster. Try to emulate their movement. Yes, I know that your way works for you. Try it their way too. Why not get better at both methods? In fact, this is roughly how my sessions were laid out until I could consistently on-site 12B, had red-pointed 13B, and flash V7. I might have waited a little too long to change things up. You won't make that mistake because I made it for you. 
the temptation to get sucked into flailing with your friends will be constant. It might even happen that you won't send a specific problem as fast as your friends who don't take my advice. But you'll send all of the problems, and in style, not just that one. You'll be able to do them over and over. And a year or two down the road, when your friends are still only occasionally sending one problem of the grade, you'll have moved on to your very own shiny big kid bike. Sure. So uh, my name is Sarah Kramer. I live in New Hampshire and I work at Metro Climbing Gym. Um, I'm the head coach here in Newburyport. Uh, I am a retired quote unquote route setter. Uh, I am passionate about climbing outdoors, uh, mostly in the Northeast. Um, Yeah, I've been climbing for about 10 years. Definitely wish I had this book back when I started climbing. Yeah, and I would add to that 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 you're one of the rare people that I see who are really able to be extra passionate about coaching the kids and really caring about the kids while also really caring about your own rock climbing. I think a lot of people lose one or the other. Um, it's really hard to do both. And, and I see you doing both really well. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's definitely been interesting. I never, never, ever expected to work in rock climbing. This is kind of mm-hmm. supposed to be an in-between job between my previous job and then grad school or whatever was next. Um, and four years later, I'm still here and I absolutely love it. <laughs> I've found my calling as a coach. Um, it's really awesome. Just working. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. And then that was one of the things that I was nervous about starting out working in rock climbing. Um, and especially in route setting, that was kind of tough to, you know, be at the gym 40 hours a week, putting all this energy into helping other people climb and then still maintain the psych to train and to really get out after it. And there's like a lot of planning around competition schedules and practice schedules and all of that to get myself actually able to climb. Yeah, totally. I think it's really hard to do. And that's why, you know, I don't see it happening all that often. Um, so it's, I think, I think it's great for the kids to see their coach be passionate about their own rock climbing, you know, yeah. whether it's, whether it's the successes, the struggles, whatever, it's also important. Um, and to see their coach caring about that is huge. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me a better coach too, because like I bring in my own struggles. I, you know, I learn so much from the kids, mm-hmm. but also doing it myself that I can, you know, we talk about athletic empathy and that's, you get athletic yeah. empathy by doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what was it about this chapter? You were, you were one of the people that when you responded were like, Oh, this is the one I want. And, and I'm curious what it was about this chapter, this training wheels, how to climb harder than the other noobs that, that you related to. So I started climbing in college about 10 years ago. Uh, I had, I grew up in Connecticut and I had a couple uncles who were really psyched on rock climbing. So I would go out occasionally with them, but it was never really an option for me growing up. So when I got to college, I was so psyched, overstoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a little wall at my school and then I joined our climbing team to go out on trips. And, stuff. and I climbed, like I think many people do in college, super recreationally for 
I don't know, five or six years. Um, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that training for climbing was a thing or even putting any sort of like deliberate practice into the activity. I would just show up to the gym with my friends or the wall, you know, try a couple climbs, move on to the next thing, try a couple climbs, never revisiting anything. Um, yeah. But all the while kind of not understanding why I wasn't getting better. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's, you know, especially like when you're starting in a commercial gym and they're constantly resetting things and giving you new problems to try, you know, it's really easy to get trapped in that cycle of, and, and it can be perfectly happy. You know, if you, if that's all you want to do, that's great. Um, get caught in that cycle of just doing the same grades over and over and over and over because there are always new ones indefinitely, you know? Totally. So easy to get trapped into that. Yeah. Yep. One thing that I, I, I think about this chapter, you know, when I was rereading it is, you know, we very often talk about building a pyramid and having a base and, you know, getting enough of a certain grade in, and, and it really isn't the grade that matters so much when you're building that pyramid. It's more the, the experience and the quality of what you're climbing that builds your skill base up to that next level. You know, we want to quantify it with grades, but it's so much more has to do with your, your skill set and your skill level. Yeah. And I, I think that grades can be, um, I think that they can almost be like a barrier to entry mm -hmm. because for a long time, I just didn't see myself as anyone who had any business climbing, you know, V6, V7. Mm. So those were never boulders that I would even touch. Um, some people need to, I think, kind of like reel that in a little bit because we're just so stoked and we're just trying everything and all the hard stuff trying to, you know, I'm projecting a V10 finally uh, when really you're right. just touching the start holds. Um, but I think for other people, and I find this especially in a lot of the girls I coach, um, really feeling entitled to pull on some harder moves and some harder climbs. Yeah. You, I think it goes both ways with that. It totally does. I just listened to this podcast the other day that I thought was really interesting about the the tagline, the advertising tagline, like a girl. Um, and when they first were kind of doing market research for that tagline, they just had people in for interviews and they said, show me how you do this like a sumo wrestler. Show me how you do this like a, a grandpa, you know, show me how you run like a girl. And even the, even the women would, would then like run in this really insulting way. You know, that's how they saw like a girl. But what they found was the young girls would just run as fast as they could. You know, they they didn't have this association with like a girl, like they weren't supposed to be able to do it because they were a girl. You know, that that association gets built in by society and climbing's no different than that. You know, it's those are those are young women. We need to be constantly building up. And I think, you know, having that quality base and being able to say, oh, I did this climb. It was really hard for me. And now I can do it really easily. You know, now I can warm up on it. It's such a, a, a big win 
to to build that confidence in these young people, young women? Yeah, absolutely. And just um, being able to say like, I did that and it was hard full stop, not I did that and it was hard for a girl or it was hard, you know, the whole first female ascent thing. Um, yeah, you get credit no matter what. Totally. It's so fascinating. And I'm glad that there are people like you out there working with these kids, you know, who uh, people who realize that this is something that these kids need to really be working on and paying attention to and making sure that you're building their self-confidence along with just helping them get to a higher grade. You know, it's really easy for a kid to look at the grades and be like, oh, I want to climb that next. You know, and having some sort of a guidance to, yeah, let's climb that, but let's also do these things, you know, so important. Totally. And I love that you said, like, build their confidence because that is so much of what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's training strategy and learning how to do the moves and learning how to really project and climb well. Um, but so much of it is just uh, helping them believe in themselves and the possibility of climbing harder things. Mm hmm. And you just recently sent a long term project of your own, right? I did. Yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit about that process. Yeah. Um, so I did a classic boulder at um, an area called Blair Woods in Patuckaway near where I live. Uh, it's V6 known for being really technical, really tricky. Um, it's this arete climb, bulgy arete climb. It's super physical, doesn't really let up the entire time. Um, and I'm trying right now to clear out a lot of classics in the area that I've been climbing for, you know, 10 years. Um, I feel like I want to just get a lot of things done, build my life out there. Um, and I just really like the movement in this climb and every move was incredibly hard for me. Um, so that was one of the things that really drew me into it. You know, the, I think it was the go before I sent my foot popped on the very first move getting off the ground. Um, and I've been climbing for a while, but that's a relatively new experience for me. Um, this idea of like long-term projecting boulders outdoors. Um, I've gotten sucked in a lot of times to starting boulders because partners are working on those things um, and then they get sent quickly. So then we start going other areas and then I never really go back to finish it up. Um, and this was a great lesson in just like, you know, make the plans with your partners, find partners, go out even if you don't have partners, um, go out when it's, you know, maybe not great conditions, mm -hmm. just get it done. Yeah. So much of what this whole book was about, you know, these, these intangible things that lead to us being able to do the things we want to do, you know, um, it's not as straightforward as it seems every time. And, and I think it's so cool to, to be able to have this thing, you know, near you that you can go work on that, that feels hard. You know, it's, it's at a grade that if you found one that fits you perfectly, you could probably do very quickly. Um, finding one that's hard for you every move and forces you to kind of rethink your whole approach is so so important to growth as a climber yeah and it um i spent 11 sessions on it 
um, which I know like for some people, that's a lot of sessions for some people, not many sessions for mm-hmm. a builder. Um, so it's just, I love that it, everything is all relative and I'm like, Oh yeah, I've spent 11 sessions on this thing next time. Maybe I'll choose something, you know, really, really hard for me and spend way more on it. Cool. Well, Sarah, I appreciate you sitting down and doing this. And I'm so glad that those kids have you out there to learn from and for you to learn from them. Um, I, I, you know, I just, I hope that all coaches out there are kind of taking these same lessons and, and teaching them to their kids because it's so important for climbing and just being, you know, good humans who can succeed in life how we want to you know whatever that means so thanks so much for doing it thank you thanks for having me on here and i hope that um i think that everyone's so lucky to you know have this book out there now um and i hope that all those other noobs who are starting out climbing in college like i did stumble upon it sooner than later and have a great time i appreciate that so much tomorrow the chains that bind us. We don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time to finish.